This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. Welcome to another episode of Unlocking Astrology with the the key to all of that. You see what I did there? Samuel Reynolds. That's right. Samuel Reynolds. Unlockastrology.com is where you can find him uh, and SF Reynolds on the Twitters. Uh, I performed today uh, in what you told me Scorpio was. So it was ironic. You know, you were saying you did the opposite of Scorpio. Now, I know Scorpio is a sign that is a fresh that's the way I call it. <laughs> Y'all are sexually fresh is what I know about Scorpio. But tell us about Scorpio, Mr. Reynolds. Well, I want to go back for a second. What did I do? What, what, what performance? What are we talking about? No, you, you know, you, you were saying, you know, I'm, I'm in all black. I, I wanted to be dramatic, oh, yeah. you know, since we're, we're doing Scorpio. I probably should have done this for, for Libra too. And, and let me just back up because people are in the comments like this, share it. We appreciate the comments. They were like, how are you going to forget Iyanla Van Zandt as a Virgo? How are you going to say that the, that the best actors aren't Leos? There's Viola Davis and they ran through a whole bunch of great Leo actors. I apologize. We're going to miss something, but that's why y'all are here to, to fill in our blanks. So thank you. No, I still will stand by what I said. I mean, like if they can list their few um, that's still wonderful. I'll, I'll look at the the comments. I didn't look at look at it this weekend. Hilarious. Um, but that is always going to be you know interesting. And again, this is a dialogue. I mean, I'm coming on in an, as an expert, but I am by no means the sole expert, right? I mean, like there's there's different ways in which this can open up in terms of a dialogue. So, and, and really, and, and I just want to underscore this before we head into Scorpio, you know, the reason why I find it important to do this, because it's not really about the signs as much as it is about people explain, exploring themselves and getting to their best self, which is why, you know, I'm smiling every time someone's like, thank you, I was trying to understand my cousin, or I was trying to understand my husband, or that's why my wife acts that way, or that's me spot on, or I'm not like that at all. You know, it it is an opportunity to start to look at yourself through these, because as you said, and you educated us on this, all of the signs exist in us. So the things you don't like about a sign is something that's in you that you're also challenged with that you have to overcome. So I, I like this because anything that leads us on a pathway to, to refining our character, I'm here for it. And that's important. So let's speak about the word refinement and also character, because that really does lead into the deeper recesses of what I think Scorpio is about. Um, Scorpio is the eighth sign of the Zodiac has the fortune slash misfortune of a certain association, right? And that's because the eighth sign of the Zodiac um, is also associated because each sign is related to a body part. I haven't always mentioned that because there's always so much to cover, you know, and only so much that we can cover in 30 minutes. But Aries relates to the head, for example, um, you know, Taurus relates, relates to the throat classically. And then I could go through cancer relates to, I mean, I skipped Gemini, but that's arms and, um, the lungs, but, to, uh, Scorpio relates more to. Wait, the, just, just go through them again. All right. Okay. Aries is head. Aries head. Taurus is the throat. throat. It's throat. It's the okay. throat. Go ahead. Right. In terms of that, okay. that's the common association with it. Um, and then Gemini is the lungs, also associated with the arms and hands. 
cancers associated with the breast, which includes also to the chest and the stomach. Um, and Leo is associated with the heart and back, what we might also term now the spine. Virgo is associated with the small intestines, but generally in terms of the guts. Um, and Libra is associated with the kidneys um, and the buttocks, right? So those are some of the, the common associations. Scorpio is associated with the gonads, the reproductive organs. So one of the things that has happened with Scorpio- Wait, gonads and ovaries. And ovaries, right. Well, I thought gonads also includes ovaries, right? Gonads are, as uh, testicles and- Oh, okay. All right. Um, so, and also, you know, in terms of all reproductive aspects, right? Including the vagina and also the penis, right? In that sense. Um, so, because, you know, our, our forebears didn't necessarily make all those clear distinctions as we do now. So what does that mean? What has happened for Scorpio is that Scorpio then has gotten this association as the oversexed and then preeminently sexed sign of the zodiac. I am not going to say that this is completely false. Um, but what I will say is that some people are ignoring the deeper aspect of Scorpio, which is to deal with a certain extremity. So there are Scorpios who can either become hoes, you know, literally just kind of like diving too much into their sexualized nature, which could be for a lot of different reasons. It could be just for the sheer enjoyment of being sex forward and sex positive, or it could come from trauma and acting out trauma. And then you have the extreme of Scorpios, the other extreme of Scorpios who decide to cut it off. I don't mean literally, but the spigot, you know, it's just like, I'm not going to have anything. One brilliant example of that kind of Scorpio is Martin Luther, right? So Martin Luther, I don't mean Martin Luther King. I mean, Martin Luther was a Scorpio who also struggled greatly with his sexuality, right? I mean, he was a priest and um, and wanting to deal with some measures of sexuality. And you might say like, well, was it his sexuality that led to his reformation? I don't think so. I think there still was some spiritual and intellectual um, measure, but the idea of purification, refinement, having the clarity of drawing that quote unquote Kundalini energy from his lower center up, that was a, a key drive of his, as we might describe it in terms of using a different cosmology now. That was a, a, a fierce drive of his. And that often is the drive of a lot of Scorpios. There's some way in which they wanna transmute that primal energy into something that becomes more meaningful, stronger, and then a deeper word. And I think the key phrase we can use for Scorpio is self-possession. Scorpios more than anything else want to be in control of themselves. They want to have that sense of autonomy now, that doesn't mean that they're not, they're not going to reach out and try to also control other people, but that may come from the deeper need to feel like they're in control of themselves because they're a sign of Mars. And as a sign of Mars and the water sign of Mars, different from Aries, Aries is the fire sign of Mars. So that's more outreaching, more active. Water is more, people might remember, more internal, more reflective. And so when it's more internal and reflective, that Martian drive, that energy, goes more toward within. And so sometimes that can be more about the inner war that's happening, the inner jihad, that inner sense of control. So one example of that, and I didn't necessarily plan it this way, is that I decided to watch uh, this movie on, um, 
on Amazon, uh, Radioactive, which is the story of Marie Curie, who was a Scorpio, and she had a lot of planets in Scorpio. Um, and I didn't enjoy the film. I'm just going to say that off, off the bat. But what I, I have studied Marie Curie's life and chart, astrology chart, quite a bit, because I've also taught it. And what I found compelling that the film did tap into is her sense of that self-possession and having that sense of autonomy. I am my own person. And that even relates to the actual arachnid, the actual bug, the scorpion, in terms of understanding that particular creature. The scorpion, the actual creature, the actual bug, will sting itself to death when faced with the prospect of annihilation. It will sting itself to death. Like, rather than let you get me, I will get me. And that will give you some clue of understanding Scorpio. Not that they're just inherently self-destructive because that's not the impulse. The impulse isn't just going towards self-destruction. It's a self-preservation that's determined by self-possession, right? So that I, you know, will maintain my sense of authority, my sense of autonomy at all costs. I was, so, uh, I yeah. was reading about a group of Igbo because I'm, I'm mm -hmm. obsessed right now with one night in Miami and one of the ships they overtook, um, one of the ships in the transatlantic slave trade was gonna be St. Simon Island was about to come there and the Ibu killed themselves. It was like 90 something people on this boat who rather die than to be sold into bondage. Is so that Ibu's landing? Yes, mm -hmm. yes. And once they realized that they were gonna be sold into slavery, they went into the water. Mm -hmm. Ironically enough, that whole ship might have been a Scorpio. I was just thinking right. about it. And that, that's a very Scorpionic theme. And it's, again, people fixate on the self-destructive tendency, tendency, but really comes from a deeper willing to, willingness to have life, but on your own terms. Love that. Right? So, it, you know, when I talked about that libidinal energy, some translate that as the Kundalini energy, that sacred energy that comes from that region from that, you know, the sacral area, that area that comes up, you know, that that resonance of wanting to preserve life at any cost, you know, in terms of your life, what you deem important in life, which could also be your children, the extensions of you, that passion, that power is Scorpio. And what people are thrown off by, because it's another word that's often, you know, kicked about with Scorpio, which is intensity, God intense, right? And just for the, the, the sake of clarity and revelation, I am a son in Scorpio as well. So it's been kicked about in my life, my whole life, my brother. You know, one thing that's, that's interesting, my brother, my older brother, uh, who's nine, year, who nine years older, um, he was born at the very beginning of Scorpio. Like he's, he's zero degrees Scorpio. And I'm born at the very end of Scorpio. I'm 29 degrees Scorpio out of 30 degrees, right? So we were like, of the same sign, but very different. And I always associated him with being more the, the quote unquote purest essence of Scorpio because he seemed most Scorpionic. And I thought he was always intense, brooding, you know, the things that are often associated with Scorpio, you know, sex addled, you know, always thinking about things, you know, in terms of like, you know, how to get whatever they can get. So I, I fixated on that, not recognizing some things within myself but both of us could be described as intense. So what is that intensity? That intensity is really focus. And that focus is on what I think matters. 
what is essential. Everything else can die. Everything else falls away. So this translates into so much in the Scorpio's life. Like if a Scorpio, if you break up with a Scorpio, you didn't just break up with a Scorpio. It's like you died. We had your funeral. I attended it. I mourned and we buried you, right? And when, when you hurt a Scorpio, you didn't just hurt their feelings. Like you tried to kill me, right? You tried to extinguish me. And so there's this intensity, quote unquote, there's this focus, this, this sense of self-preservation and autonomy that translates into a very watery thing, an emotional sensibility. That emotional sensibility um, can give conviction. So we can think of someone like Billy Graham, Scorpio, you know, that comes out with that. One thing, you know, we can say a lot of, about Billy Graham in this, you know, this, you know, in the 60 years or 70 years that we've had televangelism. One thing I will say in my observation of him, I know there's a mixed bag with him, especially his children. Um, but one thing I can say about him, he always conveyed sincerity, conviction. Like I believe he believed in Jesus Christ. I don't believe every televangelist believes in Jesus Christ, but I believed he did. So that is one strength that can come from Scorpio. When you listen to Mahalia Jackson, Scorpio, mm. you can feel, you know, the the power of her conviction, that passion in her music. That's also Scorpio. When Whoopi Goldberg decides to act, right? When she decides to really kind of let loose on what she feels, you don't have to guess how she feels. You will know that's also Scorpio. The downside to that level of conviction is where you can be so caught up in that conviction that you're not paying attention to what is also possible. So Scorpio can easily, as my wife dubbed it, can become a scupio, right? Where they can have their skewed perspective on things, which is more conditioned by their emotional egoic responses. So one example, and this can be, you know, simply described as a certain paranoia where, you know, they think about Scorpios can fixate on, you know, people trying to get them. Now, this is an interesting thing related conspiracies and things like that, because the problem with paranoia isn't that there is no one who is out to get you. There may be actually someone out to get you. The problem with paranoia is thinking everybody is, right? Or, you know, rather than realizing it, it, it lacks a certain discernment. You know, um, I remember one encounter because I, I, I had the, um, I don't say the privilege, but the challenge of having a Scorpio roommate. And I didn't use my own discernment before we became roommates. Um, and I went to his place. This is in college. I went to his place and he had a pillowcase over his mirror in his dorm room. And I was like, you know, and I was hanging out with another friend who was actually his main friend. He was I wasn't the friend with this this guy yet. Um, and I you know the, my scorpionic curiosity got the best of me. And I finally asked, why do you have a pillowcase over your mirror? And he said, because they're looking at me. Who's looking at you? You know, these people next door, you know, they're laughing at me, blah, blah, blah. Now, you might say like, well, it sounds like he was imbalanced and he may have had a problem. That's all true. That's possible. That's an extreme. <laughs> that's an extreme of what I'm talking about. But what was revelatory, and I've seen this in different permutations of other Scorpios, um, 
at different, obviously different extremes, different levels. What he may have had the intuitive sense that his neighbors didn't like him. Where he took it too far is thinking then that they were preoccupied with him enough that they could look through a mirror, you know, in a dorm room and see him. So this is the problem that sometimes, and this is not just about quote unquote mental illness. This is sometimes the issue I can see with Scorpios or the Scorpio influence that they have the moon in Scorpio or Scorpio rising. It can be like, you know, um, even simple things. Like I once called a Scorpio by her name, her given name on her street, you know, just to get her attention. And she crossed the street, came over to me and say like, don't use my government name in public. And I'm like, it's your, this is your street. I was, I, but this can be a very scorpionic sensibility where it's not just a matter of privacy, right? It's a matter of thinking that the world um, can, can conspire against you. The self-protective measure goes too far rather than also acknowledging how the world is perspiring to preserve you. In other ways, just to, you know, another way I might say it just to kind of come from my hood is like, your ass is still here, right? So that means something. Acknowledge that you're still here and that you're going to stay here rather than fearing that you're going to be extinguished and being preoccupied with that. The more that the Scorpio goes from being preoccupied from just sheer survival, then they can tap into other things that are associated with Scorpio. So one of the things that is fascinating for me is that I think Scorpio is the sign that has the most creatures attached or associated with it. And some Scorpios get really into the dynamic of all that. It's like, okay, there's the scorpion, there's the snake, there's the eagle and the phoenix. And then, you know, there are other animals. There's the wolf that's also associated with Scorpio. I know I'm blanking on a few others, but those are some key examples, right? So now people have worked out a taxonomy. It's like, are you a phoenix scorpion? Are you a or scorpion, scorpion, like the bug, you know, and even on my tattoo, which you can't see too well, um, I have a scorpion and a phoenix at the top of it, right? That was kind of, you know, I have the phoenix rising into me and the scorpion coming out. There's some sense to that taxonomy though, that is false, right? And the false is, or the falsity in it is at any given level, at any given moment, we can become the scorpion, you know, the kind of arachnid petty bug that stabs itself to death with its own stinger. Or we can rise to the point of becoming more an eagle, you know, learning to kind of get beyond mere survival to being able to kind of see with spiritual acuity and clarity on what is essential, where we use that Martian sensibility, not out of fear, but conviction, right? when we learn to fight and know what we're fighting for. But we can go between those stages, right? So there is no hard point of evolution where I have arrived at Phoenix level and that you can't fall. That becomes the pride and arrogance of Scorpio. I also like to say that one of the most, and I'm saying this as a Scorpio, one of the most arrogant signs of the Zodiac I would think is, is Scorpio, right? And people say like, well, why you say that? And they're like, well, I'm humble. Well, one, I never trust anyone who announces their humility, never, right? Anybody who, you know, we have this in our churches where you said like, you know, I'm, I'm humble, 
they wouldn't even say humble. They're so humble that they take the H off, right? And they'll say, I'm humble, right? I think one of, I think humility is one of the virtues that you can't necessarily bestow on yourself. I think that's the whole point of it, where someone says, like, I recognize you. That goes for everything, actually. I'm always leery when someone says, I'm a good person. Well, who are you trying to convince? You know, like, just be good. You're a good person, be good. Let your actions show that. That's fair. Tell me you're good. You don't have to tell me you're humble. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, but I think it's a reinforcement in your mind because you're not so sure. Right. You know, sometimes. And you're not, so you don't have that conviction. You don't have that sense of truth. Right. right? So when I say that about Scorpion, I, I'm actually partly joking. And what I'm partly joking about, like, I just demonstrated, I have a scorpion tattoo. I have looked at, you know, so many, met so many different people, as many of you have, have as well. But I, I see more scorpion tattoos than perhaps most other signs, right? And scorpion paraphernalia, you know, the charms, hats, you know, Scorpio screamed the loudest when he's like, oh, Scorpio's here, oh, ah, you know, Scorpio sees. And it's like, people really get into that. And what I find when I say, you know, like, that's not arrogance, that's just being proud of who you are. I mean, that's partly true. I get that. I think the other part, though, that Scorpio has to recognize, though, is that when you get so much into your self-preservation, when you can't even see other possibilities, what are you really trying to preserve? And at what cost? Right? That's the egoic, egoic, arrogant aspect that I see. It's, it's not even just being like Taurus opposite attached to one's pleasure or attached to like, you know, the vitality of enjoying life. It becomes like, well, I have to preserve this thing that I am. And the real truth is that Scorpio has to get beyond just preserving this thing that they are to, to the conviction, you know, to really refining that sense of conviction to what must really be preserved, which is not just themselves, right? It's whatever they feel, um, which drives them. This is why Libra, you know, we have Libra and then Scorpio is the answer because we move from like balancing the scales to realizing that the scales are imbalanced. And so you have to become the instrument of justice. You have to become an instrument of, of righting those, those wrongs through that level of conviction, through that level of that passion which is the best of what Martin Luther did, right? Um, in terms of, you know, one thing that's often lost in people, and I remember studying this in school, um, when I first learned about the indulgences, you know, that the Catholic Church had, and just to recap for those who don't remember that part of history, the indulgences were things the church, the church, the Roman Catholic Church um, were selling as things people could buy basically to, help their family members or other people get out of purgatory, right? And to say like, oh, you know, we're going to help you out and do all this, which metaphysically and even doctrinally is impossible, right? You, no one's given anyone that power. Jesus never talked about that. And so one of the things that was the gift of the conviction of someone like a Martin Luther, who had a lot of planets in Scorpio, was recognizing like, that's BS, that doesn't make sense, right? And the church is hoodwinking us. And so we have to kind of proceed along a more, at least truthful course, and even recognizing that it's not just about what 
a human can do, but what grace has been given to us, mm. right? And so when Scorpios step into that aspect of grace, rather than just being reliant on control or thinking they can control every little thing, then something powerful happens. Then maybe that eagle happens. Maybe that phoenix rises out of the ashes. I think the other thing that I would love, and I often say this to Scorpio-influenced clients, I often say there's something in you that cannot be extinguished, that cannot be destroyed. And that was a powerful moment of transformation in my life. Um, I went through moments where I feared my extinction and believe it or not, predominantly from cops. So I always imagined that, you know, I have to get weird imaginations, scorpionic imaginations, where I felt like I dreamt about getting a cop before the cop got me. And what kind of eased that, that obsession related to survival was recognizing that there is some essence, some core, some deeper aspect of me that cannot be destroyed. The more that you get in touch with that essence, the more that you get in touch with recognizing that there's something in you that cannot be destroyed and that life is also conspiring or perspiring with you, then you can release your preoccupation with survival, release yourself with fear and start to actually manifest your polarity, which is Taurus, and start to enjoy life. Be present in the body, rather than thinking that you must escape the body and escape you know, the sense of being a souled creature. Hmm. So that's kind of my, my key lesson related to, to, to Scorpio. I didn't know that Taurus, I mean, I think I knew it somewhere, Taurus and Scorpio were opposite signs. Is that, yeah. What does that mean? So every sign relates to a polarity by which one can manifest the other by a certain extreme, you know, operating on um, a vibe or operating on a spectrum. So we have Scorpio, which we're talking about as related to, is there a way to pause that? Yeah. For a second. All right. So they exist on the spectrum. So we have a Scorpio where it's about how we're dealing with our roiling passions, the inner life, the life that happens um, within that more is about how we are impacted. So by virtue of dealing with the impact, we're thinking about how we deal with aspects of self-preservation, right? How we deal with self-possession. So for instance, I was talking about uh, Madame Marie Curie and one of the things that's very powerful, she knew that she had a precious gift to give to the world in terms of, you know, in terms of her love for science and what she felt like she could extract from herself. But she was also very protective of that, um, you know, either in relation to her husband and, and you mm -hmm. know, the encroachment of feminine, you know, not feminism, but encroachment of, you know, taking credit for what she does and what she's done or in terms of other men. So she understood that on some level, the world is not necessarily fully for me. But the more that she was able to step into the power of trusting that then I have to be for me and I have to kind of um, release more of like, participating in the world, you know, falling in love, having children, making love, all these other things, then she could really share more her gifts from an authenticity. So that was kind of going from the inside out. Taurus 
may have the fixation from the outside in. It's like, oh, that looks good, right? Or this is the thing to get. This is the thing to be, right? In terms of how we acquiesce things. And so sometimes it can be at the detriment of the inner life, right? right? And the inner sense of, of that conviction. When those two meet, you might remember when I talked about Taurus, I ultimately did talk about also their conviction, their fixed signs, they're both similar. Mm -hmm. And so by virtue of being fixed signs, one in earth, one in water, there's ways in which then that we can have actual genuine growth that goes from the inside out or the outside in. I can't wait till we get to the compatibility phase of this, of these lessons, because I think that, you know, having people in your life that bring out the best in you, because it's so much harder for us to bring out the best in ourselves. So many of us, you know, have a hard time extracting and refine, you know, that's why you have a trainer in the gym, because they're going to mm -hmm. push you harder than you would ever push yourself. And I, I completely get that. So I'm looking forward to the compatibility. Let's yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Um, some famous ones, you mentioned Whoopi Goldberg, Madame Curie, um, uh, Leonardo, oh, Martin Luther, the Martin the, Luther, Condoleezza Rice. Um, Condoleezza Rice is a, is a Scorpio. Scorpio, Drake. Drake. And, and Drake is a brilliant example of, of a Scorpio in a lot of ways. Drake. Because, yeah. Drake. All right, go ahead. He's a brilliant, for that reason, because, you know, what I have found, you know, this, some of the songs I like, but one of the things I've been fascinated by um, is how many people dislike him. And when you ask them, like, why, why do you dislike Drake? Right. And I don't, I don't always get solid reasons, right? It's just like, I don't like him, right? It's just, just that dude bothered me. Same thing with P. Diddy, right? Now, some people do have some real reasons why they don't like P. Diddy, but P. Diddy is a Scorpio. The other thing to realize about Scorpio is that they also embrace a certain level of power because again, they're thinking about what helps preserve them. So I always laugh when, you know, with Drake, you know, in terms of some of his songs, like No New Friends, right? because they can kind of close themselves off. It's kind of like, well, I'm gonna trust what I know rather than, you know, what becomes unknown. I, I mentioned also Billy Graham. Right, right. Um, no, no, but let's stick with the unlike thing because Hillary Clinton, who I thought uh, would've made- Also, yeah, another Scorpio. No one liked her. No one liked her, right? And similar thing, you know, a lot, and I've, I even went a bit through it, you know, like all these different things that we associated with Hillary Clinton if you look at the facts, not everything, but a lot of them, if you look at the facts empirically, they don't line up like, oh, she would, she worked for Monsanto and she did this, blah, blah, blah. That's not, there's not enough data for that, right? In terms of literally looking at that, or she was involved in this and that, she's the reason why this person is dead. Again, there's not enough that necessarily supports that. There are other things you can like about her, but everything that people, the conservative talking points that have been used for the last 20 years in her life, most of them are false and have been proven false, right? Crazy. But again, people hated her. I, I've worked with a Scorpio who I just, Chris uh, Jenner. I did a book with her, Chris Jenner mm -hmm. and all things Kardashian. I love working with her. She was driven at the time that I was working with her. She wasn't really sure that she wanted to do a book because it was all about her daughters. And mm -hmm. I think about a woman who put herself on a back burner, you know, almost demonized herself to, to propel a thing, whether it was Bruce Jenner's, you know, dusting his medals off and creating a, a, a money mill for him to creating this franchise, which she did. It was her brainchild, her mastermind, where she was the demonization, you know, the, the demonized figure 
the one that the kids would, you know, in the early parts of keeping up with the Kardashians, if you go back. And I was like, this woman's genius. Like she put herself in a villainous position to propel this thing because she knew that that was going to be way bigger than mm -hmm. put herself in the spotlight, which I don't know if that's a, a Scorpio thing, but I work with her. I love it. Can be, with it can be the best of Scorpio. I mean, another example of, of a mixed bag of someone many people hate and distrust, some with just cause, some without, is Bill Gates, right? Oh. Scorpio. Okay. Right? Wow. Right. Wow. So, you know, people, some people now are at this point of singing the praises of Bill Gates, right? Well, those of us who grew up in the 90s, whatever, and who were involved in some elements of technology as I was, remember, you know, Bill Gates was rapacious in, in um, Microsoft in terms of smaller companies and had some, you know, devilish business practices, yep. you know, that prompted him to kind of have an antitrust thrown toward his way, you know, with Microsoft. And then he had like a reformation and, you know, Diddy, 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 <laughs> right. But, you know, he had his belief, you know, he gets married. Remember, I told you some things can also change in relation to how Scorpios ah. hook up, you know, that, that libido. So he gets married, Melinda, right? Things change. Like, I've changed. And now I have, you know, like, let's get rid of the mosquitoes and stop malaria. And, you know, but the problem that can happen with Scorpios is, remember, it's a sign of Mars. And so... Mars's impulse is always towards some aspect of either offense or defense, right? Mm. So and it wants to protect. Is, is a Leo. Mm -hmm. How does that work? Well, there's well, Scorpio-Leo combinations often focus on power. Another brilliant example of that is Bill and Hillary Clinton, right? So when they get together, there's going to be some really real charged aspect related to maintaining and executing power. That's fascinating. I can't wait to get to the compatibility phase of this because uh, I have a billion and one questions. All right, let's, uh, your favorite Scorpio besides yourself. I'm your about to say, what about- yeah, You, you know, and yourself, yes, and your brother. I And my and my brother. I mean, my brother's my favorite example of Scorpio. You know, I I still, there's two Scorpios I might say um, who I'm I'm fascinated by. You know, other than some of the ones I mentioned, like uh, Mahalia and Marie Curie, which I really, I do look up to her a lot. But the, the two I, I still am drawn to is the other ones I mentioned, which is Billy Graham. You know, like I said, you know, being a young minister myself, when I was a young, when I was a minister, um, I really did look up to Billy Graham. Um, and I don't think I was wrong in that. Like, I always felt something was off about Jimmy Swaggart. I, you know, my father was big into Frederick K. Price, but I was like, mm, I don't know, right? There's, there's different people I just kind of looked at and like, yeah, no. But him, I felt like at least he believed and he, you know, built an empire related to it. Um, but I think it was an empire based on his conviction. The other person I, I actually do look up to who plays a lot of scorpionic roles beyond, besides Leonardo DiCaprio, is Joaquin Phoenix, hmm. right? You know, because you, if you watch both his roles and you watch him as a person, he does, he does live really from that sense of like his inner core. 
And the best of Scorpios really do like live from their, their core, um, where they're not just reacting, but they're actually coming back from, you know, from dealing with the darkness within to generate the light. And the more that that Scorpio becomes, you know, dives into those dark caves of self to extract pieces of self that have been lost, the more that they pull out that light and that light crystallizes into an arrowhead, they, they start to form. And at that point that they have that arrowhead and they realize they wanna shoot that into the sky to share more with the world, that becomes Sagittarius. Oh, which right? is coming up next. That's my right. daddy. Um, my favorite Scorpio besides you and Heather B, shout out to Heather B, um, is Whoopi Goldberg because her real name is also Karen. And uh, I got to see her perform uh, her one woman play uh, on Broadway uh, in a theater full of white folk. And I was like, who is this woman? She's different, uh, color purple. And now she's moderating the view, which I don't think is her best look. But her ability to do so many different things, and I'm loving her in the stand, uh, playing, you know, the I guess the God-inspired character of the the mother that's going to usher us through the uh, the time that we're actually living through right now. I feel Stephen King was prophetic, but uh, mm -hmm. I love Goldberg uh, a lot, and I think she's amazing. So and complicated at the same time. She is, and that's often the thing that people have to acknowledge about Scorpio. Um, you know, when you're when you're talking about the water signs because they deal with so much with the level of emotion that isn't direct and always able to deal with complete direction, it, they become complicated. This is Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces. So we've talked about the two of them so far, Cancer and Scorpio. But, you know, um, especially with fixed water, when I say fixed, remember that fixity is kind of where it holds in you know, trying to maintain and prevent something else from happening. It can be where that Scorpio can get too tied into resentments and compounded resentments and, mm -hmm. and holding on to, to things. Um, I think I joked with about Libra about uh, three signs. I call it the Zodiac Mafia. There are three signs in the Zodiac Mafia. Um, I listed Libra as the Don of the Zodiac Mafia, Capricorn as the Capo, and in Pisces as a conciliary, right? And these are the three signs you you want you don't want to cross because they will follow through in messing you up. And people always ask me like, well, how come you don't have Scorpio? Because Scorpios can be very vengeful, which is true. But many Scorpios are very vengeful. But this is where I say that Scorpios can be also like Wiley e. Coyote or like a Bond villain, where they can get so much in their feelings and talking about, you know, what they're gonna do that they either will overdo it right? They will overdo it or mess themselves up, right? You know, like, yeah, I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna get you, you know? And so, you know, I'm gonna burn your house down, but you didn't get out of the house fast enough yourself, right? That doesn't mean that I'm saying Scorpios are incompetent. They're not. They're highly competent people. The problem is that when they get so consumed by um, their own sense of rightness and justice and the things that they want to fix um, or correct, or even their sense of resentment, it can become self-destructive. That sense of self-preservation, that sense of autonomy gets lost rather than you know realizing what is essential. So you know? set, your, set your timer, Sam, before you burn down somebody's house so you can get out in time. Right. Well, or even release yourself from the need for revenge, realizing that there's some part of you that can't be destroyed. 
Look at me. My Taurus uh, overcame because I'm trying to help you plot the, the intricate. <laughs> to, right. The revenge. Yeah. I'm here for it. Uh, listen, thank you for this. I appreciate you. If you have comments, leave them, but follow him. Unlock Astrology is where you can go. Unlockastrology.com. SF as in Frank. I don't know what the Frank is. Fred. It's Fred. Fred. Frederick. Frederick. Oh, I like named Frederick after both of my your dad really did like Fred K. Price. Well, no. No, well, my mom named me after both of my grandfathers. It was, I was a peace token because okay. my father's grandfather's name was Samuel and then one name was Frederick, so. Oh, SF Reynolds, mm -hmm. now we know all of it. And thank you for revealing some things about yourself today as well. Thank you. All right, see y'all Sagittarians next time.